Hello, everyone. You're listening to Unlocking Greatness podcast with Zenja Glass. God just really put it in my heart just to read his words. Um, Sometimes it doesn't require, you know, an explanation or a long story about something, but just to literally read his passages. And um, I'm just going to walk in obedience. So uh, I want to start off uh, with reading um, Matthew chapter 6. And um, uh, I just pray that this comforts your heart. So uh, all I'm going to do is read Matthew chapter six. I'm going to read out of the NIV. Uh, I will read some things out of the King James Version as well, but I'm going to start with uh, NIV for uh, today. So this is Matthew chapter six. And the first subheading is uh, giving to the needy. So Matthew chapter six, verse one, just uh, read along with me. And I pray uh, that this encourages you. These are the words uh, spoken by Jesus. So um, this, this is why it's just important to me to just read the words. So it says, be careful. He says, be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your your giving may be done in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. The next subheading is called prayer. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, Your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. The next section, I'm in verse 16 now, it's on fasting. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it would not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. The next section is called treasures in heaven. I'm in verse 19. It's one of my favorites. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. 
The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Let me say that again. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. That's powerful. And now I want to read uh, the next section, uh, which is verse 25. Uh, hopefully you guys can still hear me here. And I've read this before. This is one of my mother's favorite passages. Um, I've committed it to memory. And uh, it's about do not worry. And uh, uh, I think it would be great if you can uh, memorize this passage uh, just to help you in life. But it's called do not worry. I'm in verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? I love this part. See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. I just want to pause for just one moment. Remember Solomon? Uh, we talked about him in, uh, I think it's the book of Ecclesiastes. Remember, he was very wise. Uh, and remember, um, uh, Solomon was the one that acquired everything in life he wanted, had more wealth than just about anyone. So he's, the Bible says in verse 29, and Solomon, by the way, was uh, King David's son. So in verse 29, it says, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. He's referring to the lilies of the field. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire. Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, Sam, what should we eat or what should we drink or what should we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. That's one of the most powerful verses to me. Um, I won't comment too much on it, uh, but I just can't tell you how many times I've referenced back to um, reading this passage because it just reminds me if God can clothe the, the, the lilies and the flowers and not even Solomon can compare with that. How much more will he take care of you? And he talks about, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, but yet your heavenly father takes care of them. He says, seek first his kingdom, put him first and everything else is going to be taken care of. Now, if you're struggling with that at all, I want you to go back to one of my podcasts called, um, 
I think I called it seek God first with a question mark. And you'll see uh, what I said about that. Sometimes it's so hard when you're going through an extremely difficult time in life to even think about putting God first because our natural reaction, our natural uh, response is, well, first I got to get this stuff figured out. And then I'll have some time to sit and concentrate and worship and pray and follow you. And I talk in that episode about um, how I was so mad when I was going through a very, very difficult time in life. And a dear friend of mine, uh, I went to a Bible study and she was talking about, Z, you got to put God first in your life. And I was offended because I was like, I'm already trying to put him first, but I'm going through some mess and I need to take care of my mess first. Then when I got time, when I can concentrate when I know at least my family's taken care of, then I'll be able to meditate and pray and put God first in my life and share my faith and all these other things. And I just remember being so upset. But anyway, I won't talk too much. The point is, is that I had it backwards because in my mind, it made sense. I first got to take care of business. I got to make sure the basics is taken care of so then I can concentrate. But I didn't realize that seeking him first, as this passage says, uh, let me go back to this. I said I wouldn't talk that much in verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. That's amazing. So anyway, uh, that is the end of Matthew chapter six. Uh, I'm just going to walk in uh, obedience and just continue reading. I'm going to end this uh, uh, short podcast at this moment, and then I'm going to start up another one. And that one is going to be on Matthew chapter seven. So at this point, I'm just going to bring this one to a close and I'll pick it right back up. I love you all. I pray that this has encouraged you. I sincerely do. Sometimes you just got to soak into the word of God and just let his words penetrate and touch your heart and uh, ask him to show you what he wants you to get out of a passage. What does he want you to learn about giving to the needy And, and announce it from the trumpet so that everyone knows? You know, he says, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. My mother used to tell me that all the time, by the way, and and now I get it. But what does he want us to learn from that? Does that make sense? And when we pray, you see how he talked about the hypocrites, uh, you know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, how they used to like to pray in public and in open places so they can be seen by men. And that's kind of no different than you're trying to, I don't know, sort of put on a front and I don't know, uh, Make it seem that whatever you do, you want other people to see how holy and righteous you are. But God really honors what's done in secret. Going into your, uh, what did the Bible say? Going into your closet, but going into that quiet space. He says, but when you pray, that's verse six. Let me put my glasses back on. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door. That's interesting. And pray to your father who's unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. That's amazing to me. That's amazing. Then he talks about storing up treasures in heaven. Don't store up treasures on earth. And you all know that's a struggle for for just about all of us. You know, he he says, you know, basically don't store up, you know, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves can break in and steal, but store up your treasures in heaven. I love the part in verse 24 when he says, no one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one or love the other or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And some people may say, well, Z, you know, what does that mean? I still have to make money to pay my bill. He's not saying don't make money and don't, you know, go and, you know, uh, multiply. In fact, God is a God is a God of, of multiplying. You know, he's not saying that. But where's your heart? You know, is that what's driving us? Is that what keeps us up stressing and worrying all the time? Because money's become the idol. He's saying you can't serve both God and money. 
one of them, one of them is going to be a God in our lives. And so I, I love that passage. And as I just said before, the passage on do not worry is absolutely one of my favorite. Um, because by, by, uh, the bottom line is God is telling us that I got you. Put me first. Put me first. Test me. Put me first and see. I'm going to take care of you. You know, the, 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 the very uh, last verse, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow can worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I'm sure we all can be in agreement with that. So I just pray that these words just bring comfort to you. I don't have anything special to say. I don't have some, I don't know, nice demonstration to give you. I was up last night and I literally was just uh, in tears. A lot of times when I say I'm crying or I'm in tears, I think you guys may think I'm down all the time, but I'm really not. It's almost a form of worship. But I was in tears as I was thinking through Job and how the conversation that um, um, the enemy had with God about Job. In Job chapter one, you should read that if you haven't done it. You know, when when God said to him, have you considered my servant Job? And I just was in tears with, oh, my goodness, God, you actually recommended Job to the enemy. You know, and Job thought by bringing all these things again, uh, the enemy thought by bringing all these things against um, Job, that Job would turn around and curse God and not worship and honor him. But God knew I'm going to take him through some things. Sometimes we're going to go through some very, very difficult times. Job lost everything. Remember that? Job lost just about everything. And God allowed him to go through it. And God stepped in and gave him double for his trouble and totally took care of him. So I just pray that you guys are encouraged. Uh, I'm excited to come back now and read Matthew chapter 7. And um, I'm just walking in obedience. God just put in my heart. I, I, I need you to just read my words. And so that's what I'm doing. I love you all. This is Z with Unlocking Greatness Podcast. And I pray that you get in the word yourself. Be like the Bereans. Remember the Bible said the Bereans were of more noble character than the Thessalonians because they examined the scriptures to see if what the Apostle Paul said was true. Examine the scriptures yourself. You may say, Z, well, my Bible reads it a little different because there's a lot of different Bible verse, uh, versions out there. Whatever works for you, go get your Bible and read it for yourselves and be encouraged. I love you all. This is Z with Unlocking Greatness Podcast. Bye-bye.